Hello, 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 my dears. Welcome back to Main Character Energy with Josephine Moon. I am so excited for this next episode and a series of episodes because as I told you guys last week, the Meghan and Harry interview with Oprah is tonight. We are about 12 minutes away and I've got my food in front of me. I've got my drinks in front of me. I'm going to be going in. I've got a pen and paper in front of me to take notes. Endless notes. So I'm so excited for this episode and I want to warn everyone because these next two to three episodes are going to be very long because we're getting in Megan's side, Harry's side, everything that could, anything that we could possibly talk about with this interview is going to be spoken about. Um, As I did tell you guys last week as well, that I'm going to be having two guests on this week's episode. Well, this and the next three episodes that are coming because this is going to be a three part special and series. I'm having an American come on that we're going to talk about everything going on and from his standpoint. And I'm going to have a lovely, lovable Brit coming on that we're going to get a little bit of a history lesson of the things that we honestly probably didn't know that we should know. So I'm so excited. These are are probably going to be my longest episodes I've ever done. It's going to be a series, everyone. So gird your loins because we're going to be getting right on into it. We are nearly three minutes away. And so let me just do an intro for our special guest who is going to be John Thomas Stanford. He is one of my oldest and dearest friends. I've known him for 12 years now, I believe, and he's coming at you guys from LA. I'm in New York, and he wasn't able to watch it on his TV, so we literally just watched this on a Zoom call, and I'm so excited to get into this because there's so much that just happened in this episode, and I'm, wow, I literally have six pages of notes from this whole interview. So let's freaking dive in. Please welcome John Thomas. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this. Oh my God. This two hours with Oprah has been insanity. Like, I don't even it know. It really was. It was a, it for sure was two hours. I felt it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just, okay. First, I think we do need to acknowledge that um the globes and that josh emma and jillian oh my god that's true the the globes like the crown swept every single award that it got i think we need to i I think we need to acknowledge that before we start ripping everything apart (laughs) you know i'm glad we're all the same page here (laughs) i literally wrote this down i'm like (laughs) talk about this first We have to get the positive out of the way before we just tear exactly. <laughs> I'm just so happy that Emma Corrin won. I, I I know I texted you this, but this was literally like my condition for the evening is that she won because all I heard about, like obviously big crown fan, but all I ever heard about was how accurate she was and how everyone thought she was amazing. And my mom, who's a big Diana fan, was blown away by her performance. And I'm like, and Olivia has obviously won before. I mean, she's our queen. And yeah. so like, I'm like, this is Emma's only time to be nominated for this role. So and I need her to- like, She's out of the way after this. Absolutely. Like I need her to win. And I was blown away by her. I also love her story of like that she was a newcomer, mm-hmm. had had very little experience and then got this epic role. I mean, she was playing Princess Diana and she was a, like, was not known before this a role of a lifetime absolutely so i i don't know i love it i love the story so i that was the only thing i needed to happen from the globes 
I'm so glad that they gave respect to Jillian because my mom, my mom is also Absolutely. a big The Crown fan, The Crown fan, Diana fan, The Crown, The Royals, everything. And her and my dad would not stop talking about Jillian being Margaret Thatcher. Like I grew up at the table hearing milk snatching Maggie all of my life. And they just, they talked about her so much at our dinner table, like every Sunday. I'm so glad that she won. I'm so glad that the crown won yes. first. Was it best drama? Yeah, they did. Best drama. And then Josh won for playing the most disgusting human being ever alive. He did a oh. great job. He did a great, he did a great job. job. Like I hated him. Sick. Oh, oh my but gosh. I'm glad we got the pleasantries out of the way because it's time to <laughs> rip into this. Okay, now it's time. Now it's time to get into the Oprah of it all. Now it's time for the honesty of it all. <laughs> Should we start from like the beginning, the beginning of the or the episode of the interview to the Literally, end, or our hot um, takes first? Um, I think like we should go like like beginning to end, and then maybe hot takes. I mean, I the first note I have is flower girl dresses. Oh my god, that's a great. <sighs> okay, <laughs> we have to get into that second because I literally took notes from like every sentence that she said iconic i love it so i'm glad that i was about to say ellen oh she wishes i'm so glad that oprah started off asking her like what did you know about the royal family and she said mm-hmm. she knew nothing about the royal family growing up she did yeah. any research before meeting harry which is like the biggest lie known to mankind i just don't understand that like even if i see even if i see someone on hinge that's like is like Oh, I was a former actress or something. I'm still kind of looking them up to see what they look like, what their thing is. Like, that's just, you know what I mean? Like, that's just typical. Like, it's just like, that doesn't make sense. And like, I, I, I really do understand from like the American side of like, I didn't really know much about the Royals until like pretty recently. I mean, I felt like growing up, they weren't really talked about until high school when William and Kate got married. And then I kind of started figuring stuff out. Like, and I feel like that's because I, I mean, I'm an American. I grew up in Texas. Like, it's not like, but when the royal wedding happened, everyone tuned in and everyone was, I knew stuff had happened. Like I knew the general gist, but I didn't really start diving into it until William had gotten married. So like, I understand her perspective on that as far as like you don't really know that much and it is kind of a fairy tale because and okay. in, in, in the states you just unless you're unless you have family who is British you don't have like that perspective like you don't really you don't really understand that stuff. I'm glad you said that because whenever she said that I was like that's so idiotic but again I'm mm-hmm. coming from a British family. I'm also British. I grew up in a very British household, even though we yeah. live in America, all of our traditions were very British. So in my mind, it's like, how do you not know about that? Right. So it's interesting to hear someone say that's like born and bred in America. I'd be like, oh, we don't really know much about it other than like fairy tales and this, this and that. Right. You know what? I'll give her a pass on that one. But Absolutely. not doing any research before meeting Prince right. Harry, because there are a lot of... um and they could they could be absolutely false so this is allegedly but there were a lot of things saying that she orchestrated to meet him because she said before she met harry mm-hmm. that she was friends with eugenia is that her name yeah 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 his cousin so like how do you not know who prince harry is if you knew that is kind of interesting cousin? i didn't even think about that uh, that yeah. just doesn't really she said some kind of she said some things in the beginning that kind of slightly contradicted what they were saying afterwards 
that was mm-hmm. funny, bunny. Like we all know that exactly. you orchestrated this interview. Like think about what you're gonna say before you say it because right. That is very interesting because like obviously like I don't have any friends that are at Royals. <laughs> so it's right, like yeah, I don't time. like so it's like right, absolutely. I mean it's gonna happen. Uh, but like I mean I mean really it's like the royal family like the the wedding was the biggest thing because that was the first mm-hmm. thing that happened in my like semi-adult life. I was probably like what like 18 or 17 when that happened. I don't really remember. Yeah. We were in high school. Um and so but at the same time, like she kind of when she said that she was friends with his cousin, she kind of she kind of gave negated, that away. She kind of negated that that argument of 100%. like like I could have that argument going in if I were to marry if he had a sister if I were to marry her like it would be like I could use that because I I don't have any rural friends like that doesn't make sense and I I did understand because she did say it at one point that like she understands like Hollywood celebrities that you're meeting people all the time and it's different and I'm and we need to talk about this because as you know like I mean like I live in LA like I work with famous people from time to time and so it's like I get that, but at the same time, when someone has a title attached to them, like queen or prince, like you kind of like, I don't know. That's that's what was really among many things she said. But from the very beginning, I feel like that just kind of like showed how, I don't know if it's inexperienced or naive she was. Naive is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Like if I'm going to marry into such an institution that everyone knows about whether you're american whether you're british french australian whatever everyone knows the queen everyone knows their family they have a role to play and if you meet prince harry he's i'm sure that conversation came up within the first few minutes if she somehow didn't know about him it would be common sense to look up like okay like if this goes well like what am I going to be in for? Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. so it's like the naivety of it is just like it's not believable to me. Yeah, I totally get that. And like I, as you know, am an overthinker, and so like <laughs> if I were to go, if I were to be dating a princess, I would have looked up every single thing in her like country as far as like to not be offensive, to not be like to be as good as I could be if I really like this girl. Like that's like that's what I would do. Like. So that doesn't make a ton of sense. And also at the same time, like when you're meeting famous people in LA, a lot of times like I'm meeting famous people through work. And so it's very like professional. It's very like, you're not, I don't know. I mean, I guess you, the argument could be made that she's meeting them like in a family setting. So it should be more chill, but if you're still being the queen of England, like it doesn't. Even like, in a it, family setting, like if I had to meet a significant other's family, I would be like, what do I need to know? And if they can't tell me right. about it, I would look it up. Like I would go to Facebook, see like, okay, who's their, who's their brother? Who's their sister? Like, what are they like? What can I talk right. to them about? So it's very easy when it's the most well-known family in history of the entire world. There's so much to look up. There's so many movies. There's so many documentaries. There's so many books. There's so many mm-hmm. Royal historians that you could have been like, you know what? I'm going into this family. I want to be prepared. Right. I love this man. I feel like we're going to have a long future together. I should look up what I'm in for because absolutely everyone, everyone on this planet over the age of how old are we? We're, oh, I'm rebranding myself. Everyone over the age of <laughs> 23, wink, wink, knows about Diana, knows about absolutely. what happened. So it's like, there's absolutely no, no excuse. And she's 30 absolutely. something. She lived in Canada, which is part of the Commonwealth. Like, sis. And even living in Los Angeles. 100%. Like this whole, like, I can't. I just can't with this story or pretending she doesn't know anything about the family. Like, 
oh, I just met him at a bar. I didn't know who he was. Like, honey, who are you playing right now? <laughs> the cameras are off. Like, tell the truth. One does not simply just meet a royal at a bar. I wish. <laughs> are you kidding? I'm knocking down every single bar to find a prince. And Honestly. I don't know who he is. It's just, it's, it just blows my mind because, like I said, like, as an overthinker, like, I just cannot imagine, like, even not as an overthinker as anything like I can't imagine like dating a royal and not doing a little bit of research and I I I do understand to some degree like you're gonna under you're gonna listen to what he says you know you're gonna listen to what he says about everything like he's gonna give you you know his truth and all this stuff like you're gonna under you're gonna take that but at the same time like how did you not do any research prior to getting to know him? Like knowing that this was like when you're on the talking stage with the prince. And it's just interesting because I know there's like so many precautions taken because especially when it's a direct descendant of the monarch, it's like like there's so many precautions taken that would not be taken as much with his cousin, like Eugenie and all his, and you know, all his other cousins. Like. I feel you sis. I absolutely feel you. Yeah. I love how she took the opportunity to, one singular time bring up Andrew because that has been the conversation among everyone in the world like everyone everyone everyone. like no matter what um podcast or media outlet you listen to the thing that is brought up in contrast news shows and all that stuff 100% what's brought up is Andrew 24 7 and Mm -hmm. I think what we need to understand about the difference between Megan and Andrew is that Andrew is not going on Oprah and talking to the world. He knows that he needs to be silent and he's being silent. Yeah, he did some very problematic things and we're probably never going to get justice for his inappropriate, Mm -hmm. possibly allegedly pedophilia with young girls and his connection to Jeffrey Epstein. Like, we're probably not going to get justice on that. We're probably not going to get justice on a lot of things that are connected to him. So Sadly, we do need to let that go and stop bringing that up with Megan because it's two different stories. You don't see Andrew going on Ellen or James Corden on a little bus, going <laughs> to the Fresh Prince house, just making <laughs> jokes and being like, I yeah. want privacy. I don't want to talk about this. Like, honey. That's a great segue into literally the privacy of it all because Sis. they, okay. Because they said, like, and I even talked about this with my mom, who's like very much like, kind of on their side as much as like she just hasn't done her research you know what I mean (laughs) yeah it's like because it's very much portrayed in America like wow these guys got out they're they're victims who became heroes yeah you know became became heroes of their own story but it's like like the whole like privacy thing like if you really want privacy why are you doing James Corden like it does not make sense why are you doing Oprah like if you really want to live on the farm with your chickens um then like live on the farm with your chickens like I I understand like an initial statement of like hey we're backing out like this is the end like we really want our own space like I I get that but literally James Corden is kind of like a like is where people either go to promote things or where people go to stay relevant in a way and that I don't know that might be too honest you might but like no I'm so glad you brought it up because this is something that I've been watching a lot of videos on this and I think that's probably my biggest problem with Meghan and Harry is from what has been perceived and who knows it could be completely wrong 
But I feel like I kind of got that from what they were saying a little bit is that they want to be able to control their own story. They they want to be able to right. say what, what they want to be said. They want all this privacy. And that's what we've been told from their communication, their teams, mm-hmm. or from their own mouths. Right. Yet they moved, what, like two blocks away from Oprah? Right. And like they, they moved to like... It's, it's, it's not like they moved to Texas. Like they went to a small little place in Texas. They got a little ranch, can have their little farms and animals and just like sat there and they can like <laughs> come out whenever they want to and speak on what they want to. They moved to... As, like outside of Los Angeles. biggest place... That's most well known. That has right. no privacy. This power they, moved to where the they moved to where the celebrities live of Los Angeles. Like it's like like sis, if you want to be a celebrity to say, you know what, I don't want to be in the royal family anymore. I want to be a celebrity. I want to have status to be able to say and do whatever I want to do. Just yeah. say that and we will all respect you a hundred percent. At least I will. But for what it I'm just saying, like, matter. And it's like I feel like a lot of things that keep coming up coming out about them just kind of negate the whole privacy thing. And I was, I was yes. watching um news outlet person. I don't remember who it was, but he was saying how privacy can also mean being able to control your own narrative. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that can make sense, but also, yeah, absolutely. but also like being able to control your own narrative when you're a Royal. Good luck. Like, yeah. I know maybe we're just coming from, oh, we're coming from a point of view. A commoner you know, standpoint. <laughs> a different kind of standpoint. Yeah. But I feel like we're also coming from a different kind of standpoint as we absolutely know to the extent that we can what goes on over there. It's very, it's a very controlled monarch. It's been around for mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of years. Absolutely. So obviously it's going to be very tight knit. There's going to be a lot of control. There's going to be a lot of rules. And if you don't know that, understand that, you shouldn't marry into it. And it's like, oh, it's true love. They should do whatever they want to do. No, it, it isn't true love. I'm, I hate to say that, but it's not true love. It's the royal family. Yeah, I get that. The royal family. It's not true love. So you have to pick one. And if you want to pick true love over the royal family, then don't complain about anything else. Like go out, don't talk about them ever again, and live your life the way you want to live it, but stop bringing it up. I don't know. Like, I do understand to some degree, like, what she was saying about like behind closed doors you don't think that that would actually happen and I mm. I understand that like I feel like behind closed doors they are a family at the end of the day like you would you would kind of assume that like the formalities would kind of go out the door a little bit when you're behind closed doors no I I I get that to some degree of like that you're a family like whatever but like still you would think you would learn how to do that like you would think you would learn like how to curtsy in case you had to I don't know, maybe this is just my point of view, but I feel as though if you're coming into this family, you would take it upon yourself to look this up. I feel like there's a level of respect put towards it. I know she said like, oh, it's just your grandmother. It's like, no, like literally have some mother effing respect. This is the queen of England. This woman is literally a hundred years old. Like, please have some respect. Yes. That doesn't make sense to me. The whole like, it's just your grandma. Like that, I'm sure that, I'm sure that was supposed to be like cute and like, oh, just a grandma. Like, I would never think it's supposed to make her, it's supposed to make her look relatable of as far as like a, I'm going to meet my boyfriend's grandma. If you mean, it's like, I don't don't see that as relatable. If I somehow married Beyonce's son, like, I would literally be like, what does she want me to call her? Like, does she want me to dance moves? Oh my gosh. Choreography? 
I'll learn it oh right now. If let's just break this down. If you were to marry Beyonce's offspring, I would pretend you would, that she's literally the queen of England and no one else is in the world. I would, you learn would every single one of her songs. I would learn all of her choreography. I would know where she was born on what floor. Like I would know every single bit of information that I needed to know just in case it came up. You really would like you would you would come in in choreography Guns and amazing. You, you would put her a step above the queen in that scenario. Like you I would really like would. <laughs> you treat her as a deity, you know. So I just like I didn't I I know that was meant to be relatable to some people, and I'm sure a lot yeah. of people are eating it up like it's dessert. But I'm seeing through it. Like I feel like some of this whole interview was very sweet and it was very relatable, and it was nice to see her kind of like. A little bit explain what was kind of going on mm-hmm. but I also feel like a lot of questions were predetermined like I feel like this conversation yeah. has already been had like they said they're neighbors they live very close to each other I'm sure they have sat in each other's backyard before and had this conversation before a lot of these conversations Absolutely. like question about the race the mm-hmm. way that they both spoke about it is like they have absolutely talked about this like they didn't need to talk about before. it you know what I mean they, they haven't like- even talked about it before Absolutely. It's like, it's like they didn't need to talk about it on camera because enough had already been said. It was like, this conversation has been had already. And then she double asked the question, like, so what was the, what was the conversation about Archie being too dark or whatever? And he Mm -hmm. said, I don't want to talk about it. And she didn't really press it much further because I feel like they've had that conversation in private and she already knows the answer. So she's not going to press it anymore. Like this is her interview. I don't, it's kind of interesting that like, Megan brought that up, but Harry was not willing to talk about that. I thought that was very interesting. The fact that, like, that allegedly came from him, but he was like, we're not talking about that. And it's weird because it's like, I understand it, but it's like, what was the point of even bringing it up? Because I know you guys have had this conversation before. What question is most likely going to be asked? Or if you haven't had the conversation already, what's going on? And he was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable answering that and I'll never uh, answer it. And it's like, it's one, because it came from someone from the family that you don't want to disparage. And I feel like it possibly could have came from his father. I don't think it oh, was yeah. from the queen or Philip or even William for that matter. I think like it would have came from Charles. Because they said of they all it was a very senior member. That's all I said. It was a very senior member, which honestly is a kind of a not small group of people. Like it's hundred percent. Like and, and that can also mean a lot of different things. That can mean the royal family itself, or that can mean like the business. And that can mean exactly. like, like a, like a, who, who knows, like a higher, like, I don't even know, like rural aid or whatever. Like it could come from like a lot of different, there's a lot of different like senior people that could come from. You have the family, and you have the business, like it could come from. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting people. because like, I feel like throughout the whole episode, I think they were very smart in that they never once disparaged mm-hmm. the name of the queen and i think that's Absolutely. what a lot of brits are going to take away from this like okay i feel like we can have sympathy for them because they did not disparage or disrespect the queen in any way right. we had a lot of positive they never brought her up they they very rarely brought her up and when they did it was positive but when they but when he talked about either charles the firm or even william the very few times that william was brought up which or we're going to get into that or the, business. or the business yeah that was brought up but everything regarding the queen i think that was very deliberate of them and maybe it can be true that she's I, sweet and warming and like the, the most loving grandmother and that's who he's been speaking to the most over the past year or he's covering his tracks because he knows if he says anything bad 
about the Queen of England. Every single person in the Commonwealth over all the hundreds like of are going to like go off. I feel like it's both because like one, you like one, the queen herself, like you don't want to like take shots at the queen. You don't want to do that. And like one, like your home country is going to like hate you for it. Two, it's the queen. Three, like when you take it. It's your grandmother. It's your grandmother. Exactly. Like I would never speak ill of my grandmother, either grandmother. I would never speak ill of them. And so it's like. Because that's just the respect you have as a grandchild. It's like you you don't like even if you disagree with your grandma to whatever to extent, you would never voice that to the public ever. Let's get into <laughs> Kate versus Megan because she said that yes, I would love to overbought up that there was an article that Megan had made Kate cry during either before they got married or the was it before the ceremony? So it was leading up to the wedding. It was <laughs> about it was about the flower girl dresses leading up to the wedding. Yes, and there was an article out that was saying that Megan had made Kate cry and all of this. And according to Megan, it was the opposite that Kate was going through something. She was very emotional about something and she had made Megan cry, but then she had apologized and written her letter saying that she was sorry and they had moved on. She'd forgiven her, but it came out in the press like six or seven months later after they got married that Megan had made Kate cry and nothing was corrected, even though everyone knew that, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because this is literally a whole sticky you note. Know. I will give credit where credit's due. I think that it's nice that um, Megan didn't actually reveal the details of that because it is it was it was allegedly Kate who hurt her. So I'm glad that like she didn't bring up the specifics of that because it did at least give like class to them as far as like I'm not going to drag her into the mud for something she apologized for I don't know I, I, I want to transfer from the mic back to you because I have I have reactions so okay. Just... okay so firstly I feel like that question was so loaded I think loaded. Of all the articles that she could have brought up she randomly brought up the one between Kate and Megan and them crying like of course they brought up the article between the two um sister-in-laws of course they did there's been so many of them that they could have brought up so I think that that's one of as I said earlier I feel like a lot of questions they had already spoken about and Oprah already knew that this was a question that had triggered Megan in some way and knowing that okay maybe they're not supporting me the way that they should be so that was one of the first questions that I was like of all the questions of all the articles that can be brought up to talk about, this is the one that mm-hmm. you want to talk about. I feel yeah. like notice that they very rarely, barely even talked about her relationship with her father and all of that going on, which I feel like would have been a yes. good, mm-hmm. a good portion I'm- of the show because according to a lot of British press, that's when it seemed that the British press and a lot of people turned on them. Turned on her. The whole yeah. situation with her and her father. So that whole mm-hmm. thing of bringing up Kate and trying to like disparage her name, but I'm glad she didn't because I was like, if she is about to Absolutely. trash Kate and then That's Harry's exactly gonna come thinking. and then Harry's gonna come on here and say that he barely has a relationship with him, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Absolutely. Because and they are doing what they need to be doing for the family. They know the role. Kate came in and she knows the role that she's supposed to play. She's not supposed Absolutely. to say anything. She's not supposed to do anything, whether it's negative or positive. She's going to do her job and mm-hmm. show up for it. Yeah. And and also, like, I think it's so, um, and, and, and that's why I was happy that she didn't, like, 
thing is, if Kate was the one who offended, and that happens with everybody. Like, I could say something that could offend my sister, or she could say something that could offend me. Like, that's that's typical. Like, it's Every I'm just wedding, I'm, there's something going on with the bride and someone in the family. Like, absolutely, I'm just happy that like if it was Kate's fault that it wasn't brought up. I'm I'm that's like hundred percent because eventually, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, like. Kate eventually, in theory, will be queen one day, hopefully. You know what I mean? It's like, hopefully she and William will become monarchs, you know, and they will, you know, and so it's like, don't drag her name if you don't have to. Really, um, and even like, Harry, sorry, Harry, William, when he he started, uh, when Harry started dating Kate, he even asked her to wait like nine, nine years or something like that, because he wanted to make sure that she was both a good fit for him and the country because he knew that she would be the queen of the people and so he knew going into it and so like Kate has had such a unique journey compared to Megan and I think that it's hard to compare the two because they're very different not a whole lot was focused on who Megan was before the crown yes. you know what I mean like before she had gotten involved with the crown and the royal family and you know and all the stuff it's like they didn't really dive into who she was before, which I honestly kind of expected like a little montage of like her baby pictures. You know what I mean? Kind of like a- I was surprised it happened. Like I was expecting a little bit of, this is who she was, this is who she grew up to be, and this is how she's the hero. You know, like I was, that's what I was expecting, but they didn't really give that. And I was kind of like, I don't know. I think it's just kind of odd that like the families, I mean, the only thing she mentioned was that about her mom, briefly. She, She briefly spoke about her mom, but in passing, and that was it. And it was just like, I don't know, it was very strange because it's like you want to feel some type of sympathy for this person, but she's also not speaking about who she was as a person. She very briefly brought that up. Like, I was a waitress, I was an actress, I was a this before. But it's like, but we don't really know who you were before. All we know you from is that one singular show you were on, Suits, and then everyone knows you from Deal or No Deal, the $25 box girl. Like, those are the only two things people know you from. Like, not to be cruel, but like, mm-hmm. she wasn't a big name actress before. She was like a C, maybe D lister before. And then she became the most well known person in the world. And the biggest stars in the world are curtsying and bowing down to her. We would like to know who you were before. We would like a little backstory on your family yeah. marriage that you had before this. You were a divorced woman, and that was brought up briefly. Why didn't we talk about that? Why didn't we speak about that? This is this is literally your one time to speak about mm-hmm. all the things that people have been saying about you for the past three, four years, and you chose to only bring up two or three right. certain topics. It's, it's also interesting. It's interesting to me that majority of this two-hour-long interview was Oprah and Megan, and they also like says mm, Megan and they also, Harry, not Prince Harry and Megan, the failed actress. <laughs> and so it's just interesting to me that majority of the interview was her talking and it was all about his family i feel as though every single celebrity and person of influence Mm -hmm. goes through the whole thing of being attacked in the press in any way and if you're a person of color every single person of color no matter what color it is has been attacked in some type of way because of their race in the press and maybe it is a bit more aggressive in the London press. I don't know because I don't read the London press. I do not live there anymore, so I don't know. But every single person is attacked because of their color. Every single person. 
And maybe that's me being naive and not knowing what it's like to be attacked on that way, on that level from so many different outlets. Maybe that's just me being naive, but it's like, if you are someone who is not capable of taking that on and moving past it, then maybe this is not the life for you. And you should have said something a little bit earlier. And I know she said she didn't want to say anything to hair. I keep wanting to say Philip for some reason. All the names get jumbled. Literally. I know she said she didn't want to say anything to Harry because she didn't want to let him down or make him feel this way. You know what I mean? And maybe that's insensitive. Maybe that's me not knowing fully what it's like. But if you're in that kind of state where you, you don't see yourself living anymore because of, from what it seems to be said the press is attacking you so much so much, and you don't feel safe. Whether this family lets you in or out, your life is more important. And you said you were a very independent person before. Why would you mm-hmm. not say, maybe I'm breaking protocol. Maybe this isn't what's supposed to be done, but I need to save myself for my husband and for my child. I need to take a break. Whether they accept it or not, go and do what you need to do. Right. I, I get it. It's, it's so like- It's kind it's of confusing. Hard. It's very hard because like either- Obviously, neither of us have been betrothed or married to royals. So it's like, it's hard to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But it's like, in theory, like that makes total sense. It's like, why would you not leave? But I feel like there's such a pressure. And like, and I feel yeah. like, and I feel like the pressure, you know, like on her behalf, like there's, there's already pressure in general when you're meeting like the significant other's family and when you're yeah, doing like yeah. their, their stuff. But when it's like, no, it's like you're you're in a way like marrying the country that you that you have are not even a citizen of. Mm-hmm. I under I understand where she's coming from as far as like putting on a face and doing it anyway. Hundred percent, yeah. Because it's like it's I the British way. Yeah, I mean, I would do the same to be honest. I mean, like it's just like I would like even if I'm in the worst mood ever, if I'm expected to do something, I'm gonna do it. And especially when it's like on that caliber of like that people, level, yeah, yeah, the whole country expects you to do this. The whole, the royal family, the queen herself expects you to do this. So it's like, why not do this and handle it later? Mm. Like, and like, it's interesting because because of what we've seen from again the crown and like a bunch of other shows, they yeah. all they all struggle with this. We've seen this with Margaret. We've seen this with Charles. Diana. Philip, we've seen this with Diana. We've seen this with even the queen herself in the very beginning. Absolutely. They all have struggled with their mental health in some way, whether they've said it in those exact words or you've seen them physically struggle with it. And it's interesting also because like you could almost compare Margaret and Harry in a way because like... 100%. In every way. Absolutely. And it's like a, a comparison that doesn't come to mind immediately because you just you know but it's like one sibling is destined to be the monarch and the other one's not and so it's like and there's and there's only two siblings so it's very easy to compare those two in a way and they both have very similar paths too they both were kind of the wild one absolutely like margaret was was a free spirit like she wanted to do her own thing and she wanted to explore the world she wanted to explore the like her own thing she wanted to to marry a divorced man which back in the time was so scandalous yeah like that was such a bad thing and then here's harry wanting to marry your footsteps yeah yeah it's very interesting because like gosh like the more i've like the more research i've done like the more everyone always says history is repeating itself between like with diana but i feel like it's more repeating itself with margaret because like so glad you said that yes that's accurate 
Because the biggest William is is Elizabeth. He's destined to be king. He's destined, he knows destined his to role. be a monarch. Mm-hmm. He knows his role, and he's going to do whatever he has to do to do it. You know what I mean? And so, but Harry is the free spirit. He is like, I have been born into this life. I didn't choose it. Apart and, from it, yeah. And that gets into what um, Maggie said in an interview. She said because they she, they talked a lot about the tabloids, and I already said like the whole thing with the tabloids but she said mm-hmm. it's nothing what it looks like whenever oprah brought up her and kate sitting at the u.s open watching serena williams lose yeah that was interesting time. and she kept saying it's nothing what it looks like and she very her and harry both keep evading questions when it comes to William and Harry. They're Absolutely. very, very vague. She was asked like, oh, was it just you guys like getting to know each other as sister-in-laws or what was it? Like, does it look like what we thought it was? And she said, it's nothing what it looks like. And then when Harry came up, he was like, I love my brother, but we're great. It's, very, it's, it's, inter- it's, it's very interesting to see how their relationship is with mm-hmm. each other. Right. And I feel like it's a couple of different things. I feel like one, it's like, he's future king so like don't don't talk crap but at the same time it's like he's your brother he's your only he's your only sibling like don't talk crap but it's interesting that like oprah was like it looks like she's just giving you like sisterly advice blah blah and she's like it's not what it seems it's like almost like paints it with she a negative kept, picture yeah she kept saying that and she, and it's interesting it's like if you don't want to talk badly about them why wouldn't you just like wrap that up in a bow and be like I love my brother. I love my sister-in-law. They've been so sweet and kind to me. Like I have, yeah, they're not involved at all. And they're not involved at all and move on from it. But instead they keep saying very vague cryptic things. It's not, it's not what it seems or not very close anymore. The closest person in my family is not my brother who I grew up with when my mother died. It's Mm -hmm. the queen who I don't really speak to that much. So it's very, very interesting. And it makes it seem like all the things that have been said about Megan and Kate and William and Harry are very true about the rift between them. Mm. And it makes it very obvious, like, is there resentment there that they have the life that we wish that that we had or the respect that we had or in the press, Mm -hmm. because they are built up in the press very well. But I feel like that's also because they are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And maybe I know everyone's going to say, but then the race comes into it. Kate is not a person of color. So I just, I don't know. I feel like that can be very hard to talk about Kate and Megan together because I feel like they have very similar, but very different stories and backgrounds with the press. But one person is a person of color. So there's a whole other argument being brought into it that, right necessarily sure 100 percent is accurate right but it also is because we've seen the headlines of the things that they've said about yeah megan like when she was holding her bump and megan was and she was called this or when they were eating an avocado and it was brought this do you know what i mean right and it's also interesting because like uh i know we talked about this earlier but it's like kate is conditioned to be the queen so it's like maybe it's because she's british but like right and it's like I feel like there's a lot of different elements to this as well. I feel like Kate is future, and and, in theory, hopefully nothing bad happens and she's future queen. Fingers crossed. We need her. Um, We do. We really need her. Uh, Anyway. um, Kate is, like, in a way brought up to be the future queen. And, like, Megan is 
an American actress. So it's like, it's like how as as horrible as it is, it's easy to crap. Like in a way, like in America, like the closer we have to like royalty is like our celebrities. Yeah. So it's like like that's nothing compared to like a future queen. Yeah. I don't know. I could see like that being part of it as well. And I think that and I think it's interesting that they brought up the whole fact of like they wanted a hero and a villain. And that's like that's true to any type of media. Everybody wants someone to love and hate. Like I think the whole I think the whole Megan and Kate conversation just like it just doesn't need to be brought up anymore because they are two completely different it's very it's very old it's very old and not just because like Kate is going to be the future queen within probably the next 10-15 years but it's also a different story because Kate is Kate is not only going to be the future queen she's also a white woman and she's also a British person the three three of the witch Megan is a woman um the other two Megan is not she's American she's a person of color she's a divorced woman she's someone who's not very close with their family they're very straight she's also an actress before like there's a lot of things that are very different with Megan and Kate they're very different people they're two different people yes they're going through somewhat similar experiences with being in the royal family but Mm -hmm. are also very different experiences in that Kate was probably told because William probably did a very good job I would assume of letting it looks like it because I mean he told her to wait nine years he wanted to make sure she was the right person not only be his wife but the queen like 100% like he absolutely he absolutely knew his duty and he knew what he needed to tell someone before getting in a relationship with them and before getting very close in a relationship with them like makes sense so it's like we can't have the same topic because William also didn't have as crazy as a background and lifestyle as Harry did. Like he mm-hmm. didn't have the ability to do that. Harry did. Like he knew he wasn't going to be king anytime soon. There's probably going to be three or four. He's seventh in line, I believe. So seven. Like, yeah. He doesn't have to worry about it. He doesn't have to worry about being perfect. Like obviously, like he was at a party in his mid twenties in a Nazi costume with a swastika on his on his arm there's nude photos of him from vegas when he was in his 20s like he lived a wild life because he could live that life william didn't right. do that so he knew the person that he was going to marry had to know all these rules right. no offense to margaret he's not going to be what margaret was he's not going to be right. what any of the other people were he's going to fall in line and do exactly what he's told to do his grandmother mm-hmm. has told him his father has hopefully told him the right thing to do then he's going to fall in that line he's not going to abdicate he's not going to marry a divorced woman and go to france like his great grand uncle or whatever uncle, yeah right is a grand grand uncle is that what it is it's a yeah it's because it's, it's his grandma's great uncle. great great so great 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 uncle yeah great, great uncle he's not gonna do that because he knows he is gonna be on the throne if you're not cut out for that i feel it's a conversation that you need to have with your family maybe that's us again mm-hmm. being naive because we don't know the conversation that they have and if it's shut down but other people the royal family are able to you know what step back from it like he's not going to be king so he yeah. step back and say i can't do this like i'm already ca- i've already caused enough trouble for you guys and i right. know that i really don't want to be in this he said this multiple times when he was younger that this is not the life for him right why did you Absolutely. think it's going to get easier when you are going to marry someone of color mm-hmm. i just well, the naivety on both of their both of their parts 
is astronomical. Astronomical. And this is a really good segue. Um, do you want to talk about the Master Archie? I didn't even know that was his name until you just said it. Like, I did not know that. I didn't either. She kept saying, I was like, I feel like I've heard Prince Archie, but maybe I'm just imagining. I thought I, I, thought I heard, heard it too. And now that I'm looking it up, I think it might be Master Archie. Okay, so on the Royal Family Instagram page, whenever they say happy birthday to Archie, it just says happy birthday to Archie. There's no royal name in front of it when everyone else has the royal name. So he really doesn't have a title. So I guess he really isn't a prince, which is very interesting. I did not know that. And that is interesting information to know. Because that was even before they left the royal family that he didn't have a title. It probably is very hard. I can't imagine going into the royal family thinking it's going to be the greatest moment. A fairy tale. An absolute fairy tale from what we've seen of movies. And she even compared it to the little mermaid, like, she marries a prince and then she loses her, her voice. voice. And that was really sad to me. It was sad. It was absolutely heartbreaking. So it, it was just very interesting. Yeah. I think I don't have anything else to say. It was just, it was just very interesting. I agree. That. And, and I think this is like, unfortunately, it's like very much a story where there's like not really a winner and there's not really a loser. It's like, yeah. it's just sad. It's, it's sad that it has to happen in the public forum that like, you know, this, these family issues are being brought to light in a public way. And, like, and the fact that, like, I don't know, it's just sad. Like, I mean, I can't, like, I can only imagine, like, what, like, the people, the family in Britain are thinking and even what, like, she's going through. Like, I just, unfortunately, it's, like, there's not really a winner in this argument. I feel like it's just, it's just unfortunate for everybody that it's, that's come to this, you know. It really is. And it's very, um, it's, it's also very interesting because, I feel like over the past maybe five years, mental health has become a very big topic for a lot of celebrities. They feel okay and kind of like safe to kind of talk about their mental health. And we've kind of seen that with a lot of other artists. Like they haven't felt safe in the press, in the public. They felt like they wanted to die because of things that have been said about them. And it is just, it's insane. And it's like the biggest problem of it all is tabloids. But like, how does one stop that? Because that was happening when Diana was coming out, all the tablets coming out against her and people before her and people after her. Like, we all know what the problem is, is tabloids. But somehow, some way, it's still such a big problem. Like, they still have such a big voice and effect on so many people. But like, nothing is talked about. And I'm sure tomorrow it'll be said like, oh, we, we need to be more careful of celebrities mental health like the things that's the toll is taking on them yet they're still putting out articles on people saying this this, isn't that it's like a double-edged sword they want to be positive towards celebrities but they also want to take them down and it's it's very interesting it's so odd it's so bizarre i mean i mean the fact that like diana like like that was like in 1997 that she died like and it's like that's a long time like that it's been a long time like there's plenty of room for change and it's like and and it's interesting that like this same complaint is being brought forward like it's, yeah. it's, it's very interesting that like Megan is still talking about like the tabloids being the problem and like how she doesn't read them because it's all negative mm. and it's all this stuff it's just very interesting because like 1997 was a long time ago nearly like 25 years ago and like so many other artists have right. had mental breakdowns as we've obviously all seen the Britney Spears documentary like her Mm -hmm. mental health was such a big problem and no one knew about it all these articles no one knew and no one cared all these media art 
oh my god articles i keep seeing articles all these media outlets kept asking her questions that were so inappropriate they were putting out tabloids that were so inappropriate and detrimental to her health this was what like 12 years ago they were still attacking her and another 12 years before that they were attacking diana and now 10 years later they're attacking megan for her race or for this and comparing her to megan it's just we know that the problem is the media and the tabloids, but somehow, and yet we all know for some reason that it's all false, but it's still affecting them so aggressively and it's still happening yes. on such an astounding level. Like right. when, where do we get to a point in society that like mm-hmm. tabloids and outlets can no longer say these things without absolute right. proof that they are true rather than we heard from a source that's a cousin, that's a dog walker of this person that, Megan said this about Kate like it's just insanity yeah oh I was gonna say like it's like it's interesting because I feel like now with the age of social media it's like people rely less on the tabloids to get their information and I feel like now it's become a little bit more reliable as far as like people like have platforms to kind of like share themselves it's even like I saw like an interview from Christina Aguilera who talked about how if she and Brittany had Instagram back in the day, they would have squashed their feud back then. I think that was probably the hardest part about what Megan was probably trying to say is mm-hmm. that they don't have a say of what they're trying to get out there. A lot of celebrities can see an article about themselves and instantly tweet, that's not true, this, 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 and that. They can go on Instagram and say this and that, and they yeah. don't. However, the royals do not control their own. They don't have that power. Yeah, they're not allowed to have their own social media. If they did, they probably would squash a lot of the problems. However, I don't. It's very interesting because I feel like if they did have their own social medias, it could be a little bit more controlled. But if they have their own social medias, the whole situation and relationship with tabloids and media outlets would probably be a lot different because they are able to control what is being put out there for them however they're yeah. at the they're at the hands of the tabloids whatever comes out they say no comment no comment however they could very easily go to instagram or they could go to twitter or have someone say this right. and that and then Flip i guess that. pull attraction to something similar that is an organization against whatever they're coming at them for yeah so well, it's very interesting that they could they have such power to kind of negate the stories that are going on but they feel so scared which is what harry kind of said very very briefly mm-hmm. how scared they are of the media and it crumbling yeah. down for them which is just insane because social media and maybe it's just because it is a very old tradition but social media over the past like 10 years has become such a strong forehand like it really has it would benefit them it would benefit them so much to kind of take a little bit more control on that. Control, absolutely. British people in general are not emotional people. They will not let up on what's going on in their family and their personal life. They just kind of go through the motions. And that's kind of how I grew up and a lot of people that I know who are English as well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of their personality trait. Yeah. So if you don't understand that kind of personality, especially coming from america where it's the complete opposite every feeling right. you have is valid every feeling that you have should and you talk about spoken it spoken about and validated and someone should hold your hand on it that is kind of the american way everything is validated when it's the complete opposite in, in london or the uk that's not mm-hmm. how it is yeah absolutely 
But I think it's very interesting that at the very beginning of the episode, they started off with, they're not getting paid for this episode, supposedly. Right. And no subject is off limits. Yet Oprah was paid $9 million to do this interview. I don't know if I fully believe that they're not going to, that they're not getting paid for this. Because Harry kept saying, everyone knows that the Royals don't have money. They don't carry credit cards. They do not have money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know if I fully believe that they're not getting paid from this. It's also very interesting. Like, maybe, maybe. That, go ahead. I'm saying like that mixed with James Gordon is just very interesting to me. Exactly. Thing, it's like, you get paid to do these, these things. Like everyone knows that. And I think it's, I don't know if maybe they're not getting formally paid for it. Like maybe there's going to be a donation from Oprah's organization to (laughs) Archwell Media that we're probably uh, not going to see. But I don't know if I fully believe that they did not get paid for this when they kept saying how they're getting no money from this. And he kept saying he just wanted money to be able to pay for security because he has no money. He kept saying Mm -hmm. that. So I don't know if I believe that this $9 million deal they're not getting any money from. On the same subject, I wrote this down. <laughs> but when they took refuge with Tyler Perry, they, they took refuge in, in one of his houses. I thought that use the word of refuge was interesting. That's hysterical because I was thinking that. I'm so glad you wrote it down. Because Tyler Perry is starting to annoy me. He keeps a lot oh, of people to take refuge, quote unquote, in his homes. Refuge is not the word I would use for a supposed A-list actress and a prince of England to another home. Like, that's not believable to me. However, he has done this for another person as well, which is very controversial. He allowed um, the pastor from Hillsong who had like all those affairs, who was best friends with Justin. I have Bieber. not heard this. You haven't heard this? We have, we, first, we have not. We've honestly been saying a lot of our royal drama for this, so. That's accurate. Um, Carl Lentz, though. Do you know who Carl Lentz is? Yes. Okay. So he was a pastor of Hillsong. And Mm -hmm. so it came out like six to eight months ago that he was having a bunch of affairs with a bunch of other women and saying that he was like some type of person, like a completely different person than who he was. It came out about all this. And then like a few months later, it was said that a lot of people on the church board knew that he was having this affair and also multiple affairs with other people, but they didn't say anything because he's like, he's made the church a lot more well-known and like famous, I guess, than it was before mm-hmm. because obviously he is Justin Bieber's like mentor and best friend. Like Justin Bieber mm-hmm. lived in his house whenever he was going through his whole stint when he was a little bit younger than he is now. And mm-hmm. like, he was at the wedding for him and Haley. Like they were very close friends and supposedly, allegedly, they had a riff years ago because it was said that Carlenz had an affair with Selena Gomez, and that's why. What? They had a riff. They, it, allegedly, allegedly, as I was saying, I'm sorry, all back to Tyler Perry. Tyler right. Perry allowed Carlenz to live in his house whenever he to got out. To take refuge in his house whenever he got kicked out. So, like, he keeps giving refuge to a lot of people to live in his house that are controversial and suspicious. It's just an interesting word choice. Isn't it? Like, refuge? There are people being kicked out of their their homes and their countries without their children to find refuge. And you guys are complaining, like... You need to learn how to use your words wisely. Yeah, it just doesn't, like, sit right with me. I don't know. Okay, so let's talk about 
the announcement of the baby girl that's going to be born in the summer. I what is it. your prediction for the baby I girl? Called, uh, what's my prediction for her? Like, like what? Like her name, her yeah. sign, or what? Because in my mind, because they have no other personality than bringing up Diana twenty four seven, I feel as though they're going to name Diana. Okay, I I could totally see. I have a I had a couple of different thoughts. One, I think I vocalized to you prior that I was very certain it was going to be a girl. I wouldn't be surprised if they used Diana as like maybe even a middle name. I was also kind of suspecting if it was a boy that it would have been Spencer to some degree because Spencer's her maiden name. Oh my god, Spencer would be a cute name, right? I was kind of surprised that Archie wasn't Spencer because. Aren't you just a random name? Like, I feel like that confused absolutely everyone on the planet. It's like, right. who the hell is Archie? But I don't understand how like Spencer was never used because their mother's main name is literally like a, a prominent male name. I know people have said like, this is the first like Windsor that could be a president of the United States. That you know, baby people, is not going to be present. Really, everyone, every American needs to stop being so. Everyone says that so self-involved and thinking that this baby is going to mm-hmm. possibly be on the crown, also a president. Like, way to think so highly of yourself. It's like, okay, yeah, this, this, this single child, this, this baby girl is going to unite our kingdoms together. And this is not Game of Thrones. Like, this child is not going to unite our kingdoms. Before I let you go for this episode, mm-hmm. we need to talk about how creating art well because they needed to make money in some way. Yes, we do need to talk about that. After this. being let go from the family. Mm-hmm. But the video surfaced of Harry talking to the president. Is it Bob Iger? of um disney saying that like megan can do a voiceover for whatever before they even decided to leave everyone saw that video and that's another thing that kind of made people turn on them like they've been making plans to leave and right okay so i have like a couple thoughts on this um it's very interesting because harry and megan they have deals with netflix and spotify you know it's like they have all these like deals and contracts and like with Spotify, they have like something set up for them with their podcast. And then for which they use their titles for, which is a topic for another day. But then they also have like a deal with Netflix, just which I'm unclear as to why they have a deal with Netflix. Do you know why they have a deal with Netflix? Are they going to do a special with them or what's the deal with Netflix? I actually don't know about a deal with Netflix. I know a deal with Disney. Okay. I didn't know about the Disney deal. I did hear something about Netflix, but I don't know what it's regarding. I'm assuming it's either going to be a voiceover or it's going to be some type of series that they do regarding the work that they do. I don't see it being something about themselves, like their personal lives. I'm assuming it's going to be about the causes that they want to still be associated to. Um, Allegedly, their charity organization has not been active since like July or something like that. Have you heard of this? It's very misleading. Like a lot of misleading and confusing information is coming out about them where it's like, oh, you feel bad for them. They just want to do all the charity work and live the life of this, this, and that. But somehow a lot of these deals and articles that they are doing keep coming out. So it's like, what story are you going with? You can't have the best of both worlds. Right. And I feel like Oprah asked that question, but then she moved on from it very, very quickly. They just it said, wasn't ever answered. It wasn't like, ever it was- answered among many other mm-hmm. questions. She asked them that 
I think she asked Megan that and then she asked Harry that as well. And he said something mm-hmm. very vague and moved on from it. And it's like, what was the point of you doing that? Because I feel like that's what everyone is saying right now. Yes. I think it's very it's also very telling that um their pod like their podcast literally uses their titles. Like I, like from what I've heard, I haven't listened to the podcast, so I can't like fully speak on it, but from what I've heard, they've used their Duke and Duchess of Sussex like as like on their podcast have they not i have not listened to their podcast i tried to listen to it but i didn't even hear their voices on it It was just a bunch of other people whenever they had left the royal family last march or april or whatever the time being was the time frame was of it a lot of news came out that megan's team i won't say just megan megan's team had tried to secure um yes i remember this Thank you. For okay. titles. The, for they titles. tried to secure the titles for a lot of like, whether it's going to be brand deals or whatever. They Brands. Went, they, they, have, they have had a lot of words of like princess, duchess, whatever, prince this for brands they could do whenever they left the royal family. And then it came out like a month later that they couldn't use those anymore because they no longer had that title, which is very strange because they officially gave up that title this year. Last year, they just took a step back. So it's very strange that that came out last year from the royal family that they couldn't use that name anymore. They weren't going to have any money from the family when a lot of other people, as Megan said, in the family have taken a step back, but they still have their royal title and they still get paid royal funds when they don't do anything. However, right. whenever they did it, it was a completely different story. So it is, it's, it's a very conflicting story of the things that she was, I feel like she was trying to right. get across to us. But at least to me, it was like, what is the actual story? Right. Everything yeah. they say kind of con- contradicts everything that we've seen as actual proof. Other things we can't fully say because we haven't seen any opposite proof. But some of the things that they're saying, oh, we didn't know anything about Netflix or doing any type of these deals. We just wanted to, we just wanted to get um, enough money to have security for ourselves in Canada or whatever. But we saw three years ago before this even happened that they were trying to secure deals for Megan. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it so it looks like so I did a little bit of like research. Gracias. You're welcome. Um, so according to Vanity Fair, she's this voiceover project was in the works since 2017. Thank you. Um, on with Disney, it was called Elephant. Was the project? Um, and it looks like it was to assist a charity of elephant the the charity elephants without borders okay now i don't know much about that that charity but that's what this art this article says that's also interesting that that had been in the work since 2017 exactly what i'm saying like everything that harry came in to say in the last 10 minutes of the two-hour interview that's supposed to be the both of them he was like oh i just wanted money for security i that's all I wanted. That's all I cared about was that I had money for security. Okay, but they cut off security March of 2020. And you're there's a bunch of deals going on from two or three years prior. So like if you're gonna say yeah. something, you need to make sure that there's absolutely no proof or video or contracts out there of you saying the opposite because Again, you're leaving room for interpretation. You're leaving room for the tabloids to come at you again saying, Megan wanted him to do this. Harry said this. It's just, if you're going to go on this this interview, like, 
look at the things beforehand before you before you say them because we all know that you guys have had this conversation with Oprah beforehand. This is not just out of the blue. Oprah contacted you out of the blue said, "Hey, you want to do an interview? Are you free next weekend?" Like also, you guys live next to each other. You've had this conversation. You guys have hung out before multiple times, and you can tell by the way they're speaking with each other so candidly and so calmly. Like right. Also, it's kind of interesting because like I saw this in a trailer, but I didn't see this in the actual interview. But like Oprah had said um, to Megan that she had contacted Megan a while ago and asked her if she would do this interview. And she said, now is not the time. And that now is finally the time. There's like a lot of, what are your thoughts on that? I feel like that was cut out because I I didn't hear that. Before we end this episode, I kind of want to read a quote. I want to read a comment that someone said. And she said, and I quote, an Australian here, I highly recommend researching certain royal rules and protocols before you completely side with Megan. A lot of what she said is very twisted and I feel like she's absolutely appealing to Americans who don't know as much about the British monarchy to automatically agree with her purely out of lack of knowledge for royal rules and protocol. No shade to Americans. I'm married to one, but I also lived in the U.S. for years. But being Australian, I grew up learning about the monarchy. About the monarchy. I'm acutely aware of the fact that certain things she's saying are pure, are pure BS. Mm. unquote interesting but honestly like i i felt i felt like it was catered to americans as an american i felt like it was catered to americans exactly another quote says archie wasn't refused a title he isn't he isn't eligible to receive one automatically Hmm. oh interesting another another quote from someone i won't name says archie wasn't given a title upon birth because his grandfather isn't the king yet he was given the prince title when his grandfather becomes king. Great-grandchildren of the sovereign aren't given titles and security from the birth. There are nine great-grandchildren, and that would be crazy. Also, the queen's own sister's children do not have titles because of the protocol. It's just not done, which was, unquote, sorry, which is abs- which was absolutely not explained in the, that's so in the interview. Interesting. And that's one of the things that just is very infuriating they did not explain the things that they didn't want people to fully understand because it is an american interview which is very interesting that they didn't do this with a british interviewer where there are many people that could have done it yes oprah is a good interviewer but like she's also what seems to be a close friend and also american so she doesn't fully understand the rules and the protocol if you would have had someone like pierce morgan possibly or I don't know any other like well-known British. Well, even even Diana, even Diana and Andrew both sat down with British journalists. With British journalists, like I think it would have mm-hmm. been a completely different interview with a British journalist. And maybe they had talked to someone who was British, but they weren't able to comply, or they didn't think that they would comply with some of the demands that they had and like the questions that they wanted to ask and not be asked. So maybe. That is why Oprah was like, you know what? I'm getting the interview of the century. I'll ask whatever they want me to ask. We'll have a conversation beforehand so we know what to talk about. And maybe that is why the interview felt so, quote unquote, raw and natural when it absolutely didn't feel that way to me. Yeah, I agree. that's, That's absolutely interesting that even the Queen's sister's children Children. do not have titles, but she didn't say that. She just said, you would assume that they would have titles like, why would you assume that if and the other people don't have titles as well? 
obviously, obviously his brother's children have titles because they are going to be kings one day. Your son and future daughter is not going to be a king or queen, most likely. Right. And like that makes when you put it under that lens, it makes sense because William and Kate eventually will become king, you know, a king and queen. Like they will become the monarch. Hundred percent. It's very interesting. Another. Because, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just just saying it, it's it's interesting because they make it in this this Oprah interview. They make it seem like it's a personal attack. That it's that they that their son does not have a title is because of Megan that they don't have a title like because they don't like Megan for me at least it's hard to be on her side when she only gives a little bit of the information and she really is appealing to the American side of things which is fine because that's the country that she wants to live in and she knows how American press works like you give them a sob story and they will eat it up and they will be on your side and they will champion you but the thing is like if you're not giving the full truth, that is going to come and bite you in the cooter afterwards. I feel like this interview, especially because they really didn't say much and the things that they did say weren't 100% because there are two sides to every story and there is always a middle line or silver lining. I feel as though this is really going to come back to bite her in the end. And I don't think it's going to bite Harry that much because obviously he absolutely didn't say much. This is 100% Megan orchestrated because as we've already talked about, the title is Megan and Harry sit down with Oprah, not Prince Harry and actress Megan sit down with Oprah. It's Megan and Harry and the Harry comes in the last 10 minutes and doesn't say anything of any interest. Really talks, yeah. He barely speaks. He's mute. He's a little mute boy. <laughs> Pipe up, my dear. Pipe up. It's insanity oh to me. I know. It's bizarre. Oh, my gosh. Do you have any final um, comments to say about the Megan of it all? Because we're going to end this episode and there is going to be a part two where we kind of discuss the second half of the interview where Harry right. comes in and we kind of get into the whole Charles and William mm-hmm. of it all. My final words is that this is all honestly just so unfortunate like the whole thing it's like the fact that this is all even happening it's like there's so much to process there's so much like information that we don't have um and that we won't ever have most likely it's just unfortunate so before you went into this interview and how you went out of the interview do you feel any differently about Megan and her whole experience or do you kind of feel the same way you did how do you feel Megan alone I kind of feel Honestly, I feel like the interview didn't change that much. I feel like I kind of, I kind of knew what she was going to say. I feel like from like, from what I kind of gathered, I kind of figured the narrative that she was going to say. And, and I, I do feel bad to her to some degree, like we, like we've talked about and like, but I felt like I didn't really get a whole lot of like new perspectives. I feel like I didn't gain a whole lot of new information. I don't know. How about you? Do you feel the same? I mean, I feel like you went into this interview with more of an open mind. I absolutely did not because of what I knew of British protocol and like the monarchy beforehand And kind of what I grew up being taught and known about the duty and the honor that you're supposed to have for the queen and the royal family. Mm -hmm. So I really did not have much of a change of heart. I felt a little bit more sympathy for her. And I felt like a little bit was explained more than I thought it would be. But in general, I just feel a little bit more... 
I don't want to say anger because that is a little bit dramatic. I don't know what I feel. I don't know the yeah. word for it because she didn't really adhere to what I thought she was going to say. Mm-hmm. And she didn't go as hard as I thought she was going to go. Yeah, so she didn't really clarify more that I expected her to. So I feel like a lot of the press that's going to come out over the next two or three days about Megan alone in America is going to be very positive. Like, her mental mm-hmm. health, like she just had to get out to save herself and her son. But I feel like in the UK, it's probably going to be the same, if not worse, because I feel like they're going to, they're kind of going to see through what she's talking about because there, there was a lot of inconsistency. There were a lot of what seemed to me to be lies, what seemed to be a lot of like playing it up, a lot of sympathy cards being played in there that yeah. didn't feel authentic or true at least to me. And I feel like a lot of the British people are going to see that as well. I don't think a lot of British people have changed their mind after seeing this interview, but I feel like a lot of Americans are going to say the exact opposite. So I feel as though probably not much has changed from this episode, sorry, this episode, from this interview. Yeah, I agree. British and American people, I think they're all going to be on the exact same side they were on. And mm-hmm. if anyone has changed, it's not going to be by a big margin, honestly. Yes, that's what that's my thought too. Is like I feel like it's not changing anyone's opinion. It's 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 more it's reinforcing. It's like if you were on one side, you're just more on that side at, at this point. Yeah. Like I feel like um, it does give you. I mean, even like if you're on the crown side, it gives you a little bit more empathy for her because she is talking. Like she's the only one talking, so it's like you can't help but feel some sort of like a sympathy for her the fact that yeah she's the one sharing her you know it's like because it's hard hearing someone say that they didn't they didn't want to live anymore whether you whatever your opinions were about her going in like that's not an easy thing to hear yeah so I think that it's interesting because it's like it definitely opens up her her perspective unfortunately we don't have the other perspective to compare and contrast it's just still a very unfortunate situation the whole thing it is. Do you think the final thought on Meg and then we'll get into Harry mm-hmm. in the next episode. Yeah. But do you think that the royal family is going to have a lot to say? Because everyone is saying that after this episode, there's going to be a lot of articles coming out. It's going to be a lot messier. And I don't think it's going to be as messy as we were all expecting it to be. She did. She mm-hmm. and kind of Harry kind of did blame a lot of it on the firm, not as much the family, which kind of puts the family in the clear but do you think it's going to be as messy coming out of this or do you think it's kind of going to kind of just going to stay the same and we're not going to really get much from this afterwards I feel like I feel like it's gonna kind of stay the same I feel like people's minds were kind of made up prior to this interview I do think that like obviously the royal family is not going to speak out on this like historically they never do they would never, they never speak out on royal family members, ex or current. Like they, they just, that's just not their style. Like they're not going to do it. In a way, it was like a way for Megan to like speak her piece about it and like kind of like appeal to the Americans back home now that she's back in California. Okay. So final question before we, we get into the Harriet of all and end this episode. Mm-hmm. So do you think that she was actually a victim I feel like it's like in a way, a little bit of both. I feel like she was in over her head going into this. Absolutely. Because she even stated that she didn't know that much about the Royal family, which I mean, I can understand as an American, as I said earlier in the episode, Um, I think that she's in over her, her head. She didn't quite 
know what she was getting into based off of what she has said. Um, it sounds like she doesn't really know what she was getting herself into. And it was a very overwhelming process. And I can imagine as an American, not knowing that it can be, and we have a certain idea of it as far as like, she was kind of, you know, comparing it to like seeing celebrities instead of like monarchs, which like, and you know, in America, Ridiculous. we have, Ridiculous. in America, we have celebrities and politicians. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think like a victim, I feel like it implies that she was preyed upon. I don't think she was preyed upon, but I do think that like, she was in over her head as far as like, this was just a world that she wasn't quite ready for. And I think that, and it's hard to like blame anyone for it. Like, I don't blame her for it. I don't blame them for it. I just feel like the two pieces just didn't fit together. And on that note, thank you all for listening. There's going to be a part two, probably in two days. Like we have so much more to discuss. We haven't even gotten to the depth of it. And then I have a practically a part three episode with a Brit, the most Brit herself, Marina McLean. I'm so excited to get into it with her. So thank you all for listening. There's going to be a part two coming very soon. And goodbye, my dears.